Since the sandbox, guys, we're back. Steve's Giants play the Eagles tonight. Uh, Eli is back in the saddle. (laughs) So Steve gets a little nostalgia, but we are here. And we're ready to review. And we're back whole. You guys are back with me, back back in the booth. <laughs> yep, feels good to be back. It's been, what, a couple of weeks for me now, I think. Probably a week and a half, two weeks. I'm here, feeling a little buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, a couple nips I downed or the jet fume DC air. I don't know, but but I'm feeling good. So, so let's get into it. All right, so week 14 is just about over besides this Monday night game. Uh, so just we're going to do our week 14 recap how we always do on a Monday, and that's with our impressions. I'm going to hop right in with my impressive player, and you guys might have a similar impressive uh, impressive player or a team, so just hop in if you do. I got uh, Jimmy G, 350 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, and going into New Orleans and winning that game, I believe, like shows like, that they're ready for the big stage. They they took a leap ahead Seattle this week because Seattle lost their game. And, I mean, I think they locked up the one seed in the NFC, no? Um, I don't know if they locked it up. But I'll say just because their division is up up in the air like because Seattle is so good. But, yeah, he stepped up when it mattered, made the big throw at the end of the game. And he's just gotten so much better every week. I mean, he's, he's proved a lot of people wrong. And I know we still have to see him do it in the playoffs. But, I mean, versus the Ravens, he was good. Versus Seattle, he was good. Versus yeah. the Saints, he was amazing. On the road. So, yeah, he, he impressed me this week, and that was definitely my guy. Yeah, Kev, who do you have for an impressive player? So, I actually – I got a few impressive players this week. Um, my first one is Drew Brees, obviously. And, and it's funny because Drew Brees, I feel like, is one of those guys that a lot of people don't put in their impress because they just, like, expect so much from him. But – I mean, if you read his stat line from the other day, five TDs, 350 yards, no interceptions against a defense that most people probably think is the best defense in the league. So, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's, that goes, that pays dividends. You know what I mean? Like that just, that, that, that impressed me, even though it is Drew Brees, we haven't seen anyone really put up those numbers against the 49ers this year yet. And I mean, it was just impressive. I mean, especially where they are at the top of the NFL, you don't want those to be one of the games that people look back on and be like, oh, like the Saints can't beat them. Because realistically, the Saints can beat them. I know they lost the game, but obviously it was a, it was a last-minute play. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that impressed me. The other one was Derrick Henry, and I think this is a guy that we were – I think we were all high on really earlier in the year. Yeah, and, and, and Lou's been on him. And, and I kind of did fade off him for a few weeks, but, I mean, no, I did too. he had another big game this week, and, and he really is like – He's the driving force behind the tech, the Titans, uh, the Titans offense. I mean, I know Tannehill stepped in and he's six and one now, but Derrick Henry's really kind of been the motor all year. Um, so just another impressive game, and then just an honorable mention I had my guy Noah Fant. Well, he had, no, <laughs> he did game. have a great game. Great he game. Had a great game. Great game. And um, that kid Drew Locke is good. Yeah, he, he was hard. Good. It's kind of like the Jimmy G thing where they were god awful in the preseason, like so bad, like you didn't know if they could make a roster, and like. Now they're both playing well. But uh, the team that impressed me the most, probably the Rams. I mean, uh, they had a pick on Russell Wilson. They sacked them five times, almost 500 yards as a team, and they did not allow a sack. That's huge. You know what I mean? Versus a good pass rush. Um, yeah, I mean, they want that last spot in the playoffs, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, the playoff picture as a whole. But, yeah, they, they really stepped it up when they needed to. And, man, Goff's hot. Gurley's hot. I mean – and as the fact that that old old line didn't let up a single um, sack to to Clowney, I mean, and Frank Clark, that's impressive. No, I know. 
I, mu- I must say that the 49ers Seahawks game in week 16 is going to be interesting because I feel like yes. that, that could determine uh, a one seed and a wild card. Uh, uh, like four different seeds are all at once. So, so that that's definitely uh, something to watch for. But my impressive team is the Titans. And, Kev, you, you talked about Tannehill being 6-1. and one, And I, I don't know that this team really is on, on the cups on the, uh, making the playoffs. And, obviously, Steelers are in the picture with, with the Raiders. And uh, Buffalo will probably have that five seed after um, – even though they played like a tough game against the Ravens, I still think it was enough to show that like they they are a playoff they team. Belong, yeah. But but uh, I just feel like this this Tennessee team is completely different with Tannehill like running the offense. They're not afraid to pass the ball down the field, and I feel like it is even boosting Derrick Henry more. Like like you said, Kev, with him being an impressive player, and he he might be leading the league in in like for for rushing yards by the end of the year, you know what I mean? It, it's very close with Dalvin Cook getting banged up now and all all these top guys like, like Saquon and Kamara are not performing like, like we think that they would. Um, it's very possible. Yeah, it is. Kev, who impressed you the most as a team this week? So I also had the Titans, um, but to go along with my other uh, impressive player, I had the Saints. And, and again, I'm not going to get too much in depth because I already touched upon it a little bit, but I mean, if you're the Saints organization, I feel like you really can't – I mean, besides letting up whatever it was, 48 points, besides that, there's really not anything bad you can take away from that game, I feel like, if you're the Saints. Like, you were just neck and neck with arguably the best team in the league. I mean, right now they are the best team in the league. But, I mean, you. I feel like that was just a, like a really good game. I mean, I know a guy on the Saints didn't perform as well, and we'll get into that a little bit. A little bit sooner, but that's that's the thing with the Saints is they can beat you a ton of different ways. They can beat you on the ground. They can beat you, you know, through the air. They can even beat you on defense. I mean, I know last week they they let up, or, or this week I should say they let up, like I said, forty eight points. But they still do have a good defense, so they're a very versatile team. And I feel like there's not really many bad things you can take away from their game this week, besides the fact that they lost. Yeah. So just kind of going off your point, Kev, uh, I I do agree that that. It was impressive to see a shootout like that between the two teams, and those are both powerhouses in the NFC. But I, I will say that Kamara disappointed me this week. I mean, less than 45 total yards. This was someone that I told you guys to watch out for when we were talking about those unfavorable matchups uh, coming into the fantasy playoffs for Week 14. So Kamara didn't perform like I thought, and I don't think that this is a trend going forward. I just thought the way that that game flow was going to go, it was going to be a big pass-heavy day. And we saw Emmanuel Sanders have a big day. Michael Thomas kind of always has a big day. But even someone like Jared Cook, you know, like Mm -hmm. he showed up. So it was just a little disappointing to see Kamara not get the passing yards, the receiving yards, um, and maybe even just break out a run here and there because you expect it from a big guy like that, you know? Yeah, and it's funny because the guy who disappointed me this week is someone who just decides to talk after the fact. And, um, yeah, it pisses me off to hear Bacon Mayfield talk about the OBJ injury, and he threw the medical staff completely under the bus. But it's like you won a game at home versus – was it Cincy they played this week? Yeah. He only – he completed 11 passes out of 24 attempts under 50%. That's embarrassing. Two picks, no touchdowns, didn't throw for 200 yards. They won, but Cincinnati had seven more time, seven more minutes of possession – and 10 more first downs. Yeah. If Andy Dalton could finish a goddamn drive, <laughs> they would have lost at home 
to the Bengals. And it's not like, oh, look, the old line was terrible. Baker was sacked once and only hit four times. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's embarrassing. It really is. And But, like, it's crazy, though, because, like, Chubb is playing so well. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what, what more excuses can we have for Baker not performing well? Like, he can set up the play action. Like, now it's all coming about, like, coming to, like, reads where you throw the ball, like, how you're placing the ball, like, the velocity of getting it there. And it's just, like, Jarvis has big games. Like, Njoku's back. Like, he's going to have big games coming up. And Odell has had, like, his fair share of games. Like, Chubb's got his. Now, like, the only one that's not showing up is him. So, it, yeah. it, it it's just all on his shoulders. And he, he was the number one pick. So, so they're expecting him to, to kind of carry that throughout the years. But I don't I just don't see it now either. Yeah. Yeah, Kev, who disappointed you this week as far as the playoffs? So I'm in the same boat with Steve. I also had Kamara. Um, and, and the thing that was weird this week is, like, I know a lot of people, like, oh, you know, like 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 the Saints, you know, it, we aired it out and stuff. But I think that was even more to me and Steve's case is that, like, Kamara is probably, I mean, with the exception of McCaffrey, probably the best, like, receiver running back in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, they aired it out, but – that's not an excuse. Like, Kamara still should have been more effective. And, and obviously, I'm not putting it all on him. Like, Drew Brees still has to throw him the ball. Like, there's other factors that go into it. But when he gets his opportunity. Yeah, and, and, and especially shot. for, like, fantasy owners, I feel like. Like, this is the first week of playoffs in most leagues. Like, in Kamara's probably a no lot of people. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, a lot, like, a lot of people probably had him as their first pick. So, I mean, he's going to perform better. But like you said, I don't think it's a trend going forward. I think, like you said, it was just – how the game went and sometimes that's how it goes sometimes you don't you know use your running back to win the game so you know it happens <laughs> yeah it's how she blows yeah. how she blows and then the disappointing teams this week even in a win I just thought the Packers didn't look good I mean Aaron Rodgers they get 195 pass yards four sacks allowed on him and they scored six points in the second half at home versus Washington and Washington's defense is better than a lot of people give it credit for. They did hold the Vikings, I think under 24 when they lost to them, but at home, you just got uh, kind of embarrassed the week before if you're Aaron Rodgers and and you bounce back and you're so, so versus the Washington Redskins. I just don't get it. Everyone's healthy and uh, they just get to be better. I just thought they let me down. I thought that was an easy double-digit win. Yeah, for but sure. it wasn't. No, I definitely thought that, that was a double-digit win too. But another team that I thought was going to have a double-digit win and show, showed to disappoint was the Texans. I mean, 38-24, to 24, I'm pretty sure they were at home versus Denver as well. And Denver was a team that, like, hasn't really got it together to this point this season. They've had three different quarterbacks. They don't know who their running back is. The only sure thing about Denver to this point was Kev's guy, Colin Sutton. Yeah. Uh, e- even Von Miller was shaky to start the year. And they they got, like, completely, like, annihilated, like, embarrassed, demolished, devastated. I just don't understand, like, how can you celebrate, the pa- like, beating the Patriots for, for like, two weeks like and, and, and just completely forget that you're not even guaranteed a division yet. Like, Lou, I hope your Colts take it from them if it's – still possible but the titans are good i think the Titans. we don't even know at this point yeah. you know yeah no you're right that that titans could definitely take it too i yeah no once we get to the playoffs i'll talk about the titans because their schedule is very interesting yeah well I, that that wraps up for my disappointing team does anyone have anything else to add no all right so let's get into the playoff picture lou start us off yeah so uh the way i have it all right now is if everything ended today it's pittsburgh versus kansas city in Kansas City, Bills uh, go to Houston. 
And so I think it'll end up being Bills, Ravens, and KC at New England, if that stood today. But the Titans and Pittsburgh are tied. The only reason the Titans have it, I mean, Pittsburgh has it over them, is because of win percentage in the division. And the next two games for the Titans. Are division three, games. No. So it, it, it goes. Saying? So it goes Texans, Saints at home, then Texans again. Damn, that's tough. So it's really a – they could t- overtake the, the division in beating the Texans twice, yeah. or they could lose it all <laughs> and, and lose to them twice. So that, that's really interesting. And then um, – actually, you guys go on the AFC, and then we'll go to the NFC after. Yeah, no – I do think that the Bills are a lock to have, the, like, the five seed for the wild card. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that, that the Pats losing that definitely hurts, their, their, like, where they stand as far as, like, power rankings go. But I think that they should get in there with a bye. I, they, they do have to figure it out, though. It is pretty concerning, like, the way they're playing. But I think I got the Ravens finishing it as the one seed if they can continue to be, like, this dominant. I think the Chiefs will get the three as long as they continue to perform better, like, throughout the, the rest of the games. And I don't know. It's going to be tough. Like, if the Titans keep winning games, they could they could take the division from the Texans or even sneak in with that sixth seed. Just going to be, like, crazy to think that Mike Tomlin can take, like, Doc Hodges and, and Mason Rudolph to the playoffs. You know what I mean? That I feel like that shows good coaching and all the controversy about Tomlin should kind of be a little more like shutted down after the season, no? Yeah, and, and it's funny because I think the two coach of the year candidates are in the AFC. It's him or Mike Vrabel. Honestly, I mean, the, the call to switch Tannehill in for um, Mariota has been the difference on the season. And, um, and we all thought he was crazy at the time, too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it, he's just a good coach. He really just is. Um, Kev, do you, as far as the playoff picture goes, see any surprises? Yeah, do you think the Pats? I mean, it's very possible the Pats drop to the four of Kansas yeah, City. Ties. And I a hundred percent think that's going to happen. Really? Yeah. And I don't want it to because <laughs> I don't have faith in the Pats going on the road in the playoffs and winning, unless it's the AFC Championship because AFC Championship is kind of like anything goes type yeah. thing. But I, I hope they do get the two. But I really like. 90% of me wants to say that it's just not going to happen. Well, what's the, the Pats play what? Cincy next week? Cincy, Cincy and then the Bills. The Bills. And, and then, then the Dolphins, the I think, Dolphins, again. Yeah. But, I mean, if, if – But the still, Chiefs, even if they win out, if the Chiefs win out, right? Because don't they have the – what's the Chiefs? What are the Chiefs now? Ten, Chiefs yeah, coming. so if the Pats drop a game and the Chiefs win out, the Chiefs are going to get the two seed. You know what I mean? Because they have the tiebreaker. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and think of this. Houston has the tiebreaker, and if they hadn't lost this week and they won out, they same, would could have also exactly, had the tiebreaker versus the Pats as well, yeah, and put them over. So they're in a, in a real tough. I mean, spot. and like I said, like realistically, it probably won't happen because yeah. the Pats should beat the Bengals and they should beat the Dolphins. So even if they lose to the Bills, it should it really shouldn't matter. But then again, Pats <laughs> haven't been looking good, so I could see them dropping a game to like the Dolphins. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind the of the Bengals. I don't think so, but the Dolphins could steal the a game. Bills definitely. I could definitely steal yeah. the Bills. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the Bills 100. percent surprising to me is, is how quick the Raiders kind of like fell off like Josh Jacobs missing this Sunday like Derek Carr having a bad like three game couple stretch. weeks ago they were in contention yeah the I mean they had a winning record and now it's just like oh the Raiders are back to the Raiders, Raiders yeah. you know it's just mm-hmm. like that that's what a couple of weeks can do to you you know what I mean so so that's definitely crazy but an even crazier scenario is this NFC playoff picture guys and we don't know who's going to win the NFC East we don't know who's going to win the NFC West. 
I mean, the only really lock is really that the Saints, the Saints clinch their division. You know what I mean? Other than that, the Vikings can take the division from the Packers and like vice versa. You know what I mean? So, so what, what do we think? Any, anything bold for the NFC playoff picture? Well, I have two bold predictions. Um, one, whoever is coming out of the NFC East is getting bounced first round. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fair enough. The yeah. way I have it right now is Seattle goes to Dallas. And if Seattle goes to Dallas, it's going to be a shellacking. Who's the scarier team, though, between Dallas and the Eagles? I mean, I know that they're both not that great of teams, but, like, in the playoffs, who do we trust more? I'm going to say the Eagles just for the fact that they've at least – I think they have three wins versus teams that were above 500. Dallas still has none. Yeah, and, and they did play the the Pats close too. But yeah. Kev, who would you be more scared of in the playoff? I gotta agree. I think the Eagles. Like, uh, I think as a team, I'm more scared of. But like, I feel like one. Like, I feel like Zeke is the most threatening player on both of those teams. You know what I mean? No, so that's like, fair but team wise, like definitely, like if I'm playing a game against a team, I want to play the Cowboys because the Eagles are just, I think, better up and down the roster and just. See, it's crazy to me because, like, the Cowboys, I think, have, like – I think they have, like, the way better roster. And I just yeah. know that Jason Garrett would literally, like co- – uh, is coaching them out of wins. You know what <laughs> I mean? I mean the, these games that they're, they're playing, they're losing our games that they should win. I mean, they have the the highest-rated offense. Their defense is, is rated top ten on everything that counts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it just, it just com- comes down to executing, like, when it matters and, like – getting points on the board. I did just see that they cut Maher, so so there's going to be a new kicker in Dallas, so maybe that'll get get them some more points. But that's another guy, 360-odd field goals this year, and now we missed, like, three field goals, like, in a row. It's just it, – it's so crazy. But, like, who do we – who's, like, the hierarchy in, in the NFC? Do we think it's the 49ers and the Seahawks? Like, is that just – are those the best two teams, even though they're in the same division? Yeah, I think they are, and I think that they – We'll have to play each other, and I do think that Seattle – as of right now, they play each other in the second round. If they were to win, Seattle would go to San Fran, and, and the Saints would go to Green Bay as of today. Um, and, yeah, the way I have it out right now, if everything stays the same and the Rams don't interject, I think that Seattle and Green Bay is the NFC Championship in Green Bay, and, and if that happens, I'm taking Seattle. And I, I, I think really think Seattle can go to the Super Bowl, and I, I that's who I'm picking. If, if San Fran doesn't get the favorable – match up if they like if like let's say the Vikes beat the Saints and they go to San Fran, they're gonna get beat. Like they're yeah. gonna get smoked. But I don't know, man. I, I I think like you like you always say, Steve, when you have a division game in the playoffs, it's it kind of goes out the window all 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 it long. does. You play that team three times a year. So so it, it's very tough. But what what about the teams in the hunt, Lou? I know you mentioned the Rams a little bit, but do we believe in the Bears and the Eagles for a possible wild card spot, or, or do we think that like if the Vikings don't get it, that it should be a lock that the Rams get it? I, I like the Rams. I, I will say this: I, I do think the Rams get the spot. I, I think the Vikings fold at the end because they have to play the Bears, I believe, and they have to play the Packers. So again, if it comes down to Kirk Cousins choking it away, or I look at Sean McVay and them as an underdog. I'll take the Rams Who as an underdog. Been there already, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like that as an underdog more than um, more than the Vikes. And I'm pretty sure the Rams don't have a crazy hot schedule. I think they finish at Arizona, and they've already smoked them once. I don't think they'll smoke them again, but they, they have to play them again. And I think they might play the 
Bears is I don't I forget the end of their schedule. No, but I they think just played the Bears. So, so they, they, they have an easier schedule than the Vikings. Yeah, and yeah. At least to go out, and I, I think they both finished ten and six, but I I think they'll get the tiebreaker. I think it's going to be very close, and I think something that would be cool, like if the NFL was to ever like talk about like some change to this rule, I I, I think it would be beneficial. Like week sixteen, week seventeen. Like, whenever, like, the games, like, really matter in between, like, mutual teams, like, have them play it out. Like, what if the Vikings and the Rams have, like, the same record? Like, what if they're both, like – Have, like, a playing game almost, I think? Yeah. So, playing, like, the NBA. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. so in, in, instead, instead of, like, week 16 or 17, San Fran and Seattle, like, playing against each other, like, San Fran would play against, like, the Rams. Like, obviously, like, the, the, the San Fran and Seattle, like, scenario works out perfect this year. But just in, like, a completely different scenario where those two teams, it's, like, one either win and gets in or in the other is, like, eliminated just so it's, like, fair. You know what I'm saying? I'm very in favor in that. If it's a situation where you have a division leader who has the same record, like, like let's be honest, I really think the Rams are a better team than Dallas and the Eagles. Yeah. And, and it's going to be – and they, say the Rams get screwed out of a spot and you see Dallas or Philly go, it's like, do you really want to see that team? And, like, if you could have the option, it's like, hey, the wild cards are playing. Or to get in the playoffs, uh, the Rams have to go to Dallas just because they're, they're, they're a division leader. And if, and if Dallas loses, they're out. If the Rams go in, they get the spot. And that's why I like the way the NBA does it because it's just, like, the top eight teams. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter, like – Atlantic yeah, division. Like Atlanta, like, yeah, like, like, divisions are literally irrelevant in basketball. And I know, like, in football they're a little bit more important. But – and I know, like, this probably, like, the NFL is never going to change, like, the way it's panned out. At least I don't see them doing it. But I think it would just be so much better for, like, playoff football if, like, the top, like, whatever – what's it, six teams? The top six teams, like, record-wise. Yeah, like, who cares if, like – Dude, like if, if a team like if, if if everyone in the division's like eleven and three or ten and whatever, eleven and five, ten and six, like why should a nine and seventeen like it just doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like I know it's because they won the division, but it's just like it's stupid to me. Yeah, I think what they would have to do is change the scheduling for all that. You know what I mean? And, right. And yeah. switch it to like you have one division game a year because the divisions don't mean as much. Uh huh. Um, but now I see you playing out, I'm gonna tell you exactly what's gonna happen. Hold on, just before you do yeah. that, I do gotta say I'm on the opposite side of you guys. So I do like the four teams from the divisions getting in, but I'm saying like as far as like the wild card goes, like if there were two teams that had the same record and like you could only tell if they got in from like no, I agree from, with that. Yeah, yeah. I, agree with that. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like like when when other teams control like the destiny, like Lou, like mm-hmm. if like the Colts were to play against like the Titans and the Titans got eliminated because they lost to them, and like that's how they didn't get in, rather than going head to head against Houston. Yeah, like, it's you, not as you, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it would just build up like right. more viewership as well no no yeah. i definitely agree with that and i think what me and kevin are saying like um, I got, i'm I saying overall just yeah. all the no, players not even the saying. wild cards i'm saying like it should be the top six records like, like that's dallas it. should be you, dallas should like, be traveling doesn't make sense see you just gotta be with with like yeah. the nfc right. east you no, know what i, I mean that like this is what i hope for every single year no, so you can't take it away I like i said i get it you got six seeds instead of a four like no i wouldn't even get it and i get it because like that's the way it works and it's like Whoever wins the division, you know what I mean? Like that's just what it is. But it's just like I don't know. Like no, it's just like, I just feel like it's unfair to have like a team win eleven games and not get in, but a team win like eight. Like I know it's not the key yeah, issue, yeah. but like it could happen. I think that's you know actually, I, mean? I think I think eleven wins is impossible to not get in. I think that's the barrier. Really? Because because you could that means you would have to lose you you'd have to you you play what, six six division games? Yeah. That means you'd win two of them. If you if, if you, more you, of the odds. Yeah. 
Like, well, either way, you'd you'd be, you'd you be know three, my point. Be three, you'd be a wild card. That's what yeah, it happens. That's besides the point. But the um, way I see it playing out is Rams and Vikings finish 10-6, and six, and the, Ram- the Vikings will have lost to the Packers twice. I think they're going to lose to the Bears twice. And the only team they'll beat is the Lions. And that win percentage in the division will be Gupap. And the Rams will have a decent winning percentage in their division, and that they'll get that tiebreaker. Yeah. I think that's the way I see it playing out. Yeah. Rams for the Rams for the sixth seed. Yeah, we all know uh, Anthony Holman's trying to get the Bears into that sixth seed. Uh, I, I don't mind the Bears. <laughs> I like the Bears honestly. I just I don't know Dan if out. if Mitch Trubisky can like play yeah. consistently enough but down the stretch. Honestly, to get if them he's there. been playing like he's been playing the last couple of weeks, like but was Dallas yeah. that bad or were they good? Is what I really need to know. I think it was a little bit of both. That first pick that Mitch Trubisky threw was so like that wasn't near anybody. That was so. I was watching that in the hotel room in Cali, and my dad looked at me. He was like, "What was that?" He was like, "What?" He was like, "Who did he just throw that to?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so my question as far as like the NFC playoff picture goes is, is it better for the Seahawks to kind of be the team in the wild card since they've been more dominant on the road? Yes, the other dude, Russell Wilson is the greatest road quarterback of all time. Like, literally, I think numbers-wise, he has the best win percentage on the road with Brady in the playoffs. And I think so many – it's not even that to – say they beat San Fran again, right? And say they still don't take the division because they lose another game yeah. uh, on the way. Like, they're going to San Fran where they beat them already, and it's like D. Ford's out for two weeks and Richard Sherman's out for two weeks now. Yeah. It's like, how healthy are they going to be? And if – I like Seattle on the road, whatever. That's why I love them going to Lambeau. You know what yeah, I mean? And they're yeah. not a team where it's like San Fran's warm weather, Vikings dome, Saints are a dome, Cowboys dome. Like, they're the only bad weather team in it besides Green Bay, and that has to matter. And and, and uh, running game and defense travels. So, we'll no, see. You're right. Well, I, I think that that's a big thing for the Vikings. If, if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy throughout, I think that'll be very beneficial mm-hmm. for the Vikings. But I also think – that Kirk Cousins has played better than the quarterback for the Rams, and that's Jared Goff, yes, like to this yes. point this season. And I all I think that the Rams defense might be a little stronger, if not just kind of like on the same level as the Vikings is. But I'm gonna have to trust like Gurley over Cook with that injury, and that's really not by much either. Mm-hmm. But it's just by like a hair, and like Cousins ha- has them more in favor too. So I think the playoff picture could very much stay how it is with the 49ers one, Saints um, Saints coming in at two, Packers three, Cowboys four, Seahawks five, and then Vikings at six. I see Packers at the one. I see Packers. I mean, Packers at the two coming in. And then, um, yeah, I like I like the cold weather teams. And like I said, I, I see Seattle in the Super Bowl. Seattle, San Fran, one of those two. Like I picked Green Bay to go in the beginning, but – they're just not consistent. I, it's a different team every week. I got to add, if there's anyone that, that wants to take the Pats to win the Super Bowl, now is the time to take them. I think the odds are probably the best in your favor right now. But I think that wraps it up for this episode. We got a full week of episodes coming to you guys. We got some all ball. We got some power rankings. And we have week 15 fantasy playoffs rankings. Those will all be coming to you this week from the three of us. Maybe not Kev for a couple of days, but me and Lou are back. And I'm sure tomorrow Lou will definitely share a little bit about his California trip as well. So since the Sandbox is back, best of luck this week, guys. And? Well, Lou, in case I'm not there, keep the California stories PG-13. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, I'll see you guys later on the week. And?
Booyah.